This episode is sponsored by the Breakthrough to Excellence Network Legacy Scale-Up Program, which is a one-on-one consulting program that will provide you accountability, strategy, and customization for your unique business needs. We all desire to scale our business without the overwhelm. Let's face it, we don't want to scale our businesses anymore in a chaotic environment. This program is tailor-made so you never feel like you're ever falling behind again. To find out more on how to work with us, go to www.jasminehaley.com. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I am your host, Jasmine Haley. And for this episode, we are interviewing Tiana Tai. She is an industrial organizational psychologist and team dynamics consultant from ATL, y'all. She has dedicated her career to helping online business owners build and lead a dream team that can help their business scale and thrive. Tiana's expertise in hiring, leadership, and virtual teams make her a CEO's secret weapon for managing all things on the people side of business. When she's not creating content via her podcast, TyPod, I love that, by the way, <laughs> or, <laughs> or curating team retreats, you can find her cuddling her two dogs and her firefighter husband with a nice glass of Cabernet. Welcome to the show. <laughs> well, thank you. I should have said a big glass of Cabernet because I feel like that's a more accurate descriptor. But thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you and your community today. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited as well. When I first found your page on social, I was like, I'm gonna shoot my shot. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm like, but I love your feed. I love the energy that you bring. I think the first time I started following you was like a reel that made me laugh. I was laughing. <laughs> like, oh, thank you. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I love her energy. I don't know what she do, but I'm going to figure out what that is. And I did. And so when you said yes, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to the reels for giving that exposure. I listen to my marketing friends sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Reels are everything, okay? Reels are everything. I'm actually trying a little bit more memes too to kind of help mm. with exposure. So we'll I feel see like how we all goes. 2020 has been a year. I feel like humor has gotten us through and will get us through to 2021. So yes. look. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to dive in before we talk about a really important topic. So listen, y'all, entrepreneurs, you need to listen to the very end because we're going to talk about hiring and a lot of y'all are trying to do it all on your own, right? Or you may have hired people and you've had complete nightmare situations happen. But I first want to dive into who you are and kind of why you've chose entrepreneurship and 
and serving in this way also is such an important aspect too. Absolutely. Yeah. Journey. I will. Mm-hmm. I'll tell the whole spiel. So you you probably heard a little bit earlier. She referred to me as an industrial organizational psychologist. And I get like the crazy eyes when I say that, like people give me the deer in headlights look. They're like, what the heck are you talking about, girl? So super <laughs> simply put, I study human behavior specifically in the workplace. So that's what I went and got um, my master's in, did a bunch of research there. And I actually ended up specializing in virtual work. Fast forward a bit. I wow. actually, yeah. So I'm like, impressed. I'm telling, look, <laughs> millennials out here and we, you know, studying team building and leadership and all yes. of these things. And they were like, okay, what do you want to specialize in? And I was like, well, let's not talk about traditional brick and mortar. Let's talk about online businesses. How do you lead in a virtual environment? How do you engage and motivate your team when you maybe only see them once or twice a year? That's what I was really interested in. So I'm a super mega nerd. Like if you're familiar with Enneagram, I'm a type five. I like research. I like data. I like to, you know, kind of be the bridge with practical, good business. You know what I mean? And like really utilizing time tested and validated methods, but also bringing in real data. So we're going to kind of like bridge those gaps and um, give people just a new perspective. Because for me, let me give you like a little bit of the backstory. I've always been mega psychology nerd. Like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it started back in high school and I swore up and down for years and years and years that I was going to be a therapist. And I end up working in a therapy office, still speak to the owner of that office to this day. I actually consulted for her um, in my new capacity just like a few months ago. But when I was working there, really the aha moment for me came whenever I would sit in on their like practicum and they would talk just about the struggles they were having as therapists and all of that good stuff. And I was like, wow, you guys are doing such incredible work, but I don't want to do it. So like, what is going to be my new move? Right. So fast forward a bit, I got really, really lucky that a couple of IO psychologists actually came to my undergraduate university and they were speaking, just talking about what they did. And it was just a complete aha moment for me because when I was working in that therapy office, although they were mentoring me and teaching me about therapy, obviously I wasn't touching client work or anything like that. I was actually managing their office and managing their operations. So when the IO psychologist came in, we're talking about, yeah, we do the research behind, you know, what a lot of HR people do, what a lot of operations people do. We're the people who research the human behavior that informs that. I was like, this, this is the stuff that I want to know. This is exactly what I want to do. So I pretty much took more so the traditional route. I know a lot of entrepreneurs tend to be like very, very scrappy. Like I said, I'm like the type five researcher. I was extremely academic from a young age. So I did kind of take that traditional route, getting the undergrad degree in psych, going and getting the IO psychology master's. Um, And then I actually went straight into corporate consulting. So a lot of people don't know that about me. But I have worked pretty extensively with Fortune 500 pharmaceutical and healthcare companies. Get uh, out of here. Yeah, talking about a lot of the same things and a couple of extra things that don't really light me up. I'll be honest about it. Um, but I've kind of always had this entrepreneurial streak. Even in high school, I was the cookie girl. I was the cupcake girl. Like I always had my little hustle. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so once I got, you know, just a little bit of that corporate experience and I was doing the consulting thing and I was like, OK, this is cool. But I 
want to find, you know, the industry that really lights me up. I want to find the businesses that I actually want to, you know, be a part of helping them build something. And for me, that was entrepreneurship all the way. And especially with the specialization in virtual leadership, I was like, hmm, online businesses sound like a good place to start. So once I got really steeped into this entrepreneur online business community, it's been nothing but great things since then. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you are popping, okay? Well, thank you. <laughs> That's fascinating that you've decided to do that. And it's so needed. It is, I mean, because people have a hard time just in person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me tell you. I mean, That's- can you imagine? Like, well, you know. I do know. And one of the things it's really my journey, just like from a professional capacity has also just been very interesting because, you know, I was bright eyed and bushy tailed. I'm like, I just I've been working with these big companies sitting at the tables with CEOs of billion dollar companies. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like going into entrepreneurship ain't going to be nothing. It's going to be great. And what I found is there's a lot of education to be done just around the importance of this topic, because as entrepreneurs, we're super scrappy and we're all about, you know, building our businesses, getting more leads, generating more income, all of these things. But a really important piece that I find is missing from the conversation is obviously that operational stuff behind the scenes. And here I come in talking about the people that help make things run behind the scenes as well. Like those are the two pieces that I feel like are very often missing from the conversation. And those are the two pieces that actually help people scale. And, you know, like you can be scrappy all day and make a couple hundred thousand dollars a year. But once you're talking to going into seven figures, uh, that team, those operations, these are the things that have got to be straightened out or it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I even feel like even before you get to six figures, you mm-hmm. need to have a team. Like, I mean, and a, a consistent team, not just contractors, like people that are like really devoted to your growth. Because it's Absolutely. tiring. It's exhausting. And, <laughs> you know, this is like everybody's journey looks a little different. You know what I'm saying? So I've seen business owners who were able to actually go to six figures by themselves, but they hustled, they hustled and they was tired. And okay. the burnout is real. And depending on your life circumstances, you may or may not be able to make that shake. You know what I'm yes. saying? Okay. But I've seen other people who, you know, once they just generated the standard 5K month, they were like, OK, I want help because I do want to be able to scale and I, I can do it faster yeah. if I have some support and I'm not just like burning my candle at both ends. So yeah. there's a lot of different ways it can go. But I definitely am a proponent of bringing on some help sooner rather than later. Yes. Um, not necessarily full time. Like we'll get into it, but this doesn't have to be some big, scary thing. There are ways to get some support early on in the journey for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, I have a family. So it's Mm -hmm. like, I can't. Now, if I was single, it'd be different. It'll be different. And I already feel like sometimes I I feel extremely tired just with everything that we have on our plate. So I do appreciate you mentioning that because we're all in different, I guess, levels, Mm -hmm. really, in our own personal lives. But a lot of us are type A. We work our behinds off. We want to go hard. Mm hmm. And we often forget about taking care of ourselves, which is why you're here to talk about why we need to be hiring, right? And and get into that place to know like when. Absolutely. When should we do that? 
Absolutely. There was um, another speaking event I did and she was really like a part of that holistic wellness community. So she was like, how do you feel about talking about team building as a modality of self-care? And that Mm -hmm. was the first time anybody had like positioned it that way. And I was like, that's brilliant. That's genius. It actually is (laughs) self-care. Like take care of yourself and get some help. I was like, Mm -hmm. you are absolutely right. Like we'll have the same conversation, but yes, this is self-care. So what I would say, if we're talking about when, right? Yeah. When to hire, that's one of the biggest questions I always get. Now let's get the first thing out of the way. Money and resources are a real thing, right? So obviously that's going to look a lot different for everybody, no matter what whether you're bringing someone on for, you know, two hours a week or 20 hours a week, we do have to ensure that we are generating some sort of consistent revenue, at least to make it to where we're not worried about being able to pay that person, right? So I'll give a personal example. When I was first starting, one of the first things I did want to do is go ahead and build up my influence. That way I had more people, you know, legion, all that fun stuff or whatever. So I had her social media manager, very small time commitment. I believe she was working maybe like an hour a day or so. And I think I was paying her about $16 an hour. So that equated out to, or maybe it was two hours a day, whatever. It equated out to about $160 every two weeks. That was one of the first things I ever hired and outsourced in my own business as someone who does this, right? And the point I want to make here again is We can take little things (laughs) and small time commitments and figure out a way that that's going to work out for us financially. Okay, so I just always have to get that part out of the way, because a lot of times when we're talking about it, it really feels like this big and scary thing because someone's like, how the heck am I supposed to pay someone, you know, a salary? How am I supposed to pay somebody for 40 hours a week? And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Who told you that you had to make your first hire and it had to be 40 hours a week? Like, (laughs) no, you don't have. If you want to and you're like in the position, do you like that's fantastic. You probably are going to scale super fast. But if you don't have the capacity, we can hire somebody to work five hours a week, 10 hours a week. Like, look, online space is the wild, wild west, but there are some perks to it. And one of the perks is everything is flexible and everything is negotiable. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. (laughs) So beyond that, uh, beyond just the money and the financial component of it, oh, obviously I'm going to throw it in here. Talk to your financial advisor, talk to your CPA. Then there are numbers people and that is a numbers game. Like I have some resources, but that is definitely a numbers game. And we would have to dig into your finances to truly answer that question for you. Yeah. But the second thing that I always, always bring up, this is more of a philosophical answer. That's why I bring it up second, because I know people like the hard facts. But from a philosophical standpoint, it really is about trading time for money at the end of the day. So an example I always use is if you think about any type of coach, right? And let's say you're a very reasonable coach. Let's say your your uh, time works out equates to like $100 an hour, I, whether you're doing a VIP day or this or that or whatever. If you break it down, let's just say it's $100 an hour. If there are a number of tasks that you're constantly spending your time on that you could pay somebody less than $100 an hour to do, it is worth sitting down and considering whether or not it's time to hire. And it's it's genuinely that simple because if you can be spending your time doing revenue generating tasks operating in your zone of genius, you're going to be really stepping into that CEO, whatever your service is, you're going to step into that role more fully 
And that's going to help you build the clientele, get more business and all of those things, as opposed to spending all of your time copywriting. If you know it takes you six hours to write a blog post, maybe you don't need to be writing blog posts. Like it shouldn't, <laughs> it really shouldn't be that much. You know what I'm right, saying? Like, like little things like that, just yeah. from a philosophical point of view. I remember I was talking to this uh, financial expert once. And he was like, his wife is always getting on to him because he doesn't want to mow the lawn. And he's like, I can sit here and make a workshop that's going to generate $10,000. You really want me to go mow the lawn right now? I'm going to pay this man $30 an hour to go do this lawn. And I was cracking. <laughs> but but he it's true. Right. And he does it. And I bought his workshop. So I know that he's not lying. Like he right. does it all the time. <laughs> right. That's so, so true. And like a lot of us as entrepreneurs, we struggle with that. Like I hear a lot from even from my own clients, they want to scale, but then they're like, well, I don't want to pay for someone. And I'm like, do you understand that when you pay for someone to alleviate what's on your plate, you're going to double, triple, quadruple the amount of money you can make in your business? Mm -hmm. You can have more actually breathing room. Mm hmm. And it gets so caught up on the price. Yes. The, I know? mean, the price can be a scary thing. Um, if you want me to back it up a little bit more, I can tell you super easy, super free activity that people that I always have people do when they're trying to figure out, okay, even though the money thing freaks me out, let me at least just take a look at my life and see what things I need to outsource and who I should be hiring first. You want me to yeah. dig into that? Yeah. Okay. So this is my whole like what to do before you hire spiel, because honestly, it saves time and money. And I will tell you the number one mistake I see, especially in this space. I always feel bad when I say it because I have so many VA friends and OBM friends. No shade. Y'all love y'all to death. But the number one mistake I see is new entrepreneurs getting burnt out, getting overwhelmed. And they think the very first hire they have to make is some sort of virtual assistant. Sometimes that is the correct hire, 100%. I would even say maybe even up to 50, 60% of the time, that is the correct hire. But a lot of times what we're seeing is just random to-do lists and a lot of fires that need to get put out. You hire the VA, they put out the immediate fires, and then all of a sudden they're twiddling their thumbs and you have no idea what work to give them. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> let's let's talk about what I like to do to avoid that. Okay. So it is the least sexy activity title ever. It's called a daily work log. It's so unsexy, but it is the best result. So super simply put, this is my method for tracking and categorizing all of the tasks that you're doing on a daily basis. Now, most of us tend to batch work, you know, our days don't really look the same. So I always recommend you do it at least three to like five days straight. That way you can get a really good picture. But once you have all of the tasks for your days written down, we're going to jot down, um, whether you should automate them, whether you should delegate them, which is hiring, outsourcing, or whether you should keep doing them as a CEO because you rock it and it's your zone of genius. We also have a little column for like, you just need to stop wasting your time. Stop doing that. <laughs> um, exactly. beyond that, after you go ahead and kind of check the boxes and be like, okay, this thing could get automated in Dubsado or HoneyBook or whatever. This right. thing could get automated with a zap, you know, so on and so forth. Then you have this nice list 
of all of the things in your business that you could delegate to a human being. But the reason I always want you to check in on the things you can automate and get that off your plate first is because nine times out of 10, the temptation that I see new entrepreneurs face is they're hiring for things that could be automated. Mm. If they would clean up the back of their house and get their operations and systems in order. Yes. I'm not a systems expert, but I have a lot of systems expert friends because we go back and forth with each other and we pass each other clients because we see it all the time. And I'm like, she thinks she's ready to hire and she'll come back to me. But actually, I need you to go help her out. And they'll be like, Mm -hmm. "Okay, cool. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it goes back to this idea that like if you want to scale and you want to do it with a team, that's fantastic. But if you're bringing in all these team members to a business that is let's just keep it real, like a total mess behind the scenes. All we're doing is onboarding people into our mess and hoping that they can figure it out for us. But like as business owners, there's a lot that goes into things. Even just think about what it takes to execute, you know, one of your services from start to finish, from the lead comes knocking on your door and books a clarity call to you've sent your final deliverable and you're waiting for their testimonial. We've got to get those things straightened out, systematized and automated, whether or not you want to hire help, you know, a contractor temporary to come in and like do a VIP day and get you settled. But once those things are handled, that's whenever we have more of like that clean slate to say, okay, now we're looking at our delegate list. Who do I want to hire first? Right. Yes. Yes. And it's really great that we do this activity over a period of time because it gives you more of that big picture perspective where you can say, okay, you know, I've got, let's say that you did 50 things this week. Yeah. Easy number, 50 things this week. 20 of them were related to your podcast. And actually, you hate podcast post production. You don't like writing show notes. You don't like doing guest outreach. You don't like none of it. So maybe you don't need a VA. Maybe you need to start looking into bringing on a podcast manager or hiring a podcast agency. And maybe that would be a better use of your dollar, right? Because anybody like us who has a podcast knows that a single episode can burn up four to five hours of work real quick. Yep. It'll be 30 minutes and you will spend five hours start to finish. I've timed it myself. Okay. (laughs) I remember those days of editing and wallowing in pain. Okay. I do not do that no more. The first time I edited, I swear, I I think the first time I edited, it was like a 30 minute episode and it took me like two hours to edit this episode. It's ridiculous. (laughs) You know, like even the emails that go back and forth and like, Mm -hmm. I get it. I, I mean, I think we are so much in alignment because and I and I know this from my own journey. When I first started and I hired someone, I didn't have systems in place. I didn't even know what a system was. Mm-hmm. I was coming from being an academic, being a clinician, moving into entrepreneurship, just being having all this big heart and wanted to help and serve people and didn't understand foundational business principles. Yes. And so when I would hire, I would get someone that would do these tasks or I would get someone that didn't really know what I expected and didn't even know what to do. So they were wasting my time mm-hmm. also, you know, cause they couldn't figure it out. And when I finally understood the importance of systems, like that's how I was able to get a rock star team. Not only that, but I also knew who the heck I was, mm-hmm. what my strengths were. I hired based on that and the women compliment my own strengths so I'm not wasting my time getting someone else that can't really help me with 
Well, I like I like strength assessment. Yeah, but I also okay. take I've also taken a million another one. Oh, other I know, ones. I know a lot. I'm like, what am I? <laughs> Kobe, I'm, all of them. Okay, I'd be like, I'm an INTJ. I'm a Taurus. Yeah. I'm an Enneagram Five. I am a uh, manifesting generator. What else do you want? <laughs> right, and that you know, one of my strengths is I'm a learner. So I will go and I'll take all the quizzes, all the yeah. things. But yeah, like that's what really changed the trajectory. And I love that you mentioned that. And that's what keeps people fearful and overwhelmed with scaling and growing a business. Confidence is one, knowing who they are, but then ultimately not having their biz-ish organized. Like Mm -hmm. some simple things is having like, where are you collecting all your emails for people? How are you communicating with them? You know, so I love the fact that you mentioned that and you often don't hear that mentioned first before hiring. And, you know, I won't tell a lie. Like, I don't think I used to bring it into the conversation as openly, like sometimes during client work, that's when I would uncover that this was happening. You know what I mean? But now when I talk about even just foundational hiring, I just think it's a disservice not to mention the systems and operational side of things. Just because, like you said, you you hire people into a mess and then you're mad at them because they're just like, okay, what do I do? And you're like, aren't you supposed to figure it out? And it's like, you didn't set any expectations for me. What am I supposed to figure out? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just turns into this cycle and it's not good for anybody. So we always, always, always want to take a look at the results of our daily work log, make sure that we start to do the work of automating and systematizing some of those things. Again, if it is not your jam, there are two paths I've seen people take. One, hire an expert to do like a VIP day, you know, something, get it all done in one go. Two, a lot of people do choose like an online business manager with systems expertise as one of their first hires. That way they can work in tandem and figure this stuff out. And a lot of people find success in that, especially like my Enneagram type sevens who are just like, idea, 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 systems, ew. Right, right. (laughs) they, They partner really, really well with those systems oriented OBMs who will kind of hold their hand and be their partner and figure it out over time. So yeah, no matter which way you want to do it, I just always recommend doing it because it is a waste of your money to hire a VA to do things that a system can do. And it's a bad job for a VA. That's boring. Like if yeah. a computer can do it, it's probably not that interesting of a job. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. Okay. So like, So they've gotten to that place, right? But how do you, there's still this issue. Now, we already know that people leave often. They leave pretty early. I forgot the statistics. I don't know the number and I don't want to make it up right now. But a lot of people don't stay within jobs, especially online jobs, because they're not onboarded properly, Mm -hmm. right? There's no systems Mm -hmm. in place. You don't have the expectations set, right? You haven't really built the right culture. Because for me, I'm all about, let's be a family. I want to see you winning. I don't want you a part of my team unless you're growing too, you know, and that was really important to me. And so how does someone in business, not just in the beginning stages, but like those that are actually out there and they're ready to hire, how do they attract the right person? Ooh, I love that question. A lot of people don't ask me that question on podcast interviews. Okay. 
to me, attracting the right person is like you kind of alluded to. It's all about knowing yourself and your business and what your business stands for. So that's like that brand identity. And a lot of people, we only tend to think about it, especially as entrepreneurs, from like an external client perspective, right? How do these ideal clients see me? How do they see my brand? All of those great things. But we also have internal clients, and that is our team, okay? Mm. So to attract them, it's kind of that same mentality. I actually, in my course, we refer to it as the dream hire avatar, kind of like the ideal client avatar. Mm-hmm. So a big part of that, again, knowing who you and your company is and what you guys stand for. So understanding what your mission is, understanding what your vision is, understanding and having explicit core values. Core values are how we do what we do, right? Yes. Those to me, that is foundational. So a lot of times before I'll even start work with somebody, I'm like, do you have these three things mapped out? Because I can't even in good conscience help you hire the right person if I don't know what your core values are. Because there's a difference with someone having the skill set to come in and do the job and them actually being a good culture fit. And like you said, complementing your unique style and what your unique business stands for. Those are two different things. So we've kind of got to hit both sides of that coin. So I'll give you mission and vision are kind of like self-explanatory. It's like what what we stand for, where we're going, you know, where are we going to be in 5, 10, 15 years, all of that good stuff. Now, those core values, again, that's how we do what we do. So a personal example for my business, one of, oh, I'm wearing my necklace. So one of our core values is that we are intentional. So everything we do is backed in some sort of, you know, research back based on questions that we've been asked, based on what our clients are asking us for. We don't just punch out content for the sake of content, right? right. Um, we are nothing if not resourceful. Everybody on my team knows if you have a challenge, I hope to good goodness you've looked in Google, you've checked the encyclopedia, you know, you've checked. <laughs> Let me write this down right. so I make sure we put that as a team value, okay? <laughs> resourceful. And this, who, I can't remember what another client's was. She named it something slightly different, but it was that same idea because she had a remote team that was dispersed in different countries. So we're working in different time zones. And we had a really interesting conversation about it because she was like, if my team is not resourceful, that means that they can email me or you know leave me a message asking a simple question. And I won't get back to them until an eight hour time difference because we are on opposite spectrums right now. And that is inefficient for business, right? So when I say core values, these are really important and you should really think about how do you want your team to show up? Because again, if you can explicitly talk about your mission, vision, and core values, that is one of the ways that you're going to attract and repel your dream hire, just the same way marketers always talk about it with clients. Being clear in who you are and what your business stands for will attract and repel them for you. And beyond that, like we incorporate all that goodness into the actual hiring process as well. Like interview questions. Oh, my interview questions go deep. I They're a little sneaky, but I'll be like, you know, I know that I'm asking this question because I want to see how they handle challenges. I want to see if they're resourceful. I want to see if they're intentional. I want to see if they believe in investing in themselves because that's another value of ours. That's sort yes. of thing. I love that. Um, in fact, my latest hire was an amazing, amazing community manager, accountability coach, and she's truly a unicorn. And it was because I decided to take myself out of the equation 
<laughs> and hire someone to find me my unicorn mm. and to make sure like I have the mission and the vision and the core values and, and things of that nature already. But I also know that sometimes I'm not able to always see the full picture on what I need because I'm always like, oh, they're so nice. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you're so great. I love talking to you. Like, maybe we're good for like girlfriends, you know, hanging out, having a good time, but you're probably a horrible fit for my business. And so I knew that I needed to pull myself out of the equation. And I love that. That's sort of the work that you do. And as entrepreneurs, for those that are listening that are at that point too, where you know that you want to take yourself out and actually hire someone, trust and believe it is worth it. I've got the most amazing person and she's really helping to elevate my business Absolutely, because I got help. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, so this is something that I really only do with my kind of higher level clients. I don't do yeah. a bunch of done for you hiring. But what I will say is I have a client who was saying pretty much the same things. And she got a bunch of, you know, video applications. She's just like, Tana, I'm crying watching these videos. Like, and there's like 50 of them. She's like, how the <laughs> heck? I just want to be all of their friends. Like, please help me. <laughs> That is me. That is me. And so as a VIP client, obviously, you know, myself and my team have pre-screened all of her applicants. So now she's working with a list of three to five. Okay. As the CEO business owner is going to sit down, interview, do all of those things, because that's still super important. And I always say like, at the don't just have someone delivered to you on a silver platter and just accept them. without like actually interviewing them as the business owner. We definitely want to jump in towards the end of that process. But yeah, yeah, uh, there's a lot of people out there who are just like, my heart, I just want everybody. And they're like, please let me narrow down this list. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I want to just backtrack. Yes, I was there for the final stages of the interview. I still Mm -hmm. was able to review y'all. Okay. But I didn't have to do the initial interview. Mm -hmm. I was able to watch it. I think that was really nice. Nice. And then the final candidates met me, which was awesome. Yeah, saves a lot of time. (laughs) It does. It does. Okay, so this is my last question to you. Mm -hmm. I am very curious to know, especially with your experiences in your journey, going back to like the very first year of you being in business, what advice would you give yourself? Ooh, such a good question. Hmm. Specifically as it relates to like team building and hiring. No, just in general. Oh, just business. in general. Oh, yay. Yeah. Even better. Okay. Cause I was like, but I have a very lean team. We haven't really experienced much yet. I'm <laughs> helping everybody else, but you know. Uh so for me in business, the one piece of advice I would probably give myself is to get in there earlier. And don't be afraid to do things a little bit messy. And what's really funny about me saying that is that's what I felt like I was doing anyways. But in retrospect, I was still trying so hard to be so buttoned up and so ready and do like all of these formalized launches and stuff like that. And really what I just needed to do is get scrappy and start working with clients and learning all of their pain points, everything they needed from the get go. And actually Mm. hearing it directly from them, I think it really, from a business perspective, it would have helped me attract the right people, speak the right language, scale things just a lot faster. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Such wise advice. All right. So tell the listeners where they can find out more about you. 
Yes. So I'm one of those very simple people. All you have to do is know my name. So I am <laughs> at Tiana Ty on Instagram and in all the places, literally, except Twitter. I'm not a big Twitter person. Sorry. I'm a type five. I can't keep up with it. It's too much. <laughs> everywhere else, I am at Tiana Ty and my website is tianatai.com. Awesome. And y'all, she has shared something with y'all and you'll see it in the show notes. So make sure that you go into the show notes and be able to take a look at her resources. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. Just super quick. Dream Hire Bootcamp is literally step A to Z of hiring. So it incorporates all of the good philosophies to sort of stuff that we talked about. But like you said, it can be kind of an overwhelming process. So we have, haha, fun word, systematized it and literally <laughs> made it rinse and repeat. That way you can have your OBM do it. You could have team members help you or you can do it yourself. And my people, look, we post a job and they make a decision within a week and a half, two weeks. Like we be going with gas around here. So <laughs> it's definitely possible. There are resources out there to help you. Like, don't be scared. And if you're really scared, just send me a voice memo on Instagram. I like to talk to people in my free time. So it's cool. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate you. Yes. Thank you for having me. Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.